September 21st, 2017, downtown San Francisco. The Sales Development Conference, the world's first and only conference focused and dedicated 100% to sales development. Learn, grow, and succeed with the top minds in the sales development space. Keynote speakers include Henry Schock, CEO of Discover Org, Manny Medina, CEO of Outreach, Christina McMillan, Director of Research at Topo, and legendary sales trainer. John Burrows, among many, many others. No fluff, no filler, just the data, research, and networking you need to grow your career and become a stronger sales development leader. Go to 10bound.com slash conference to get your early bird ticket today. Again, 10bound.com slash conference to lock in this incredible opportunity today. Hello, 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 everybody. Welcome to another edition of the Sales Development Podcast. Thanks so much for joining us today. I am honored and, and very grateful to have Mr. Steve Marinick, the head of product marketing at Guru on the line from Philadelphia. How are you doing today, Steve? I'm doing well, David. Thanks so much for having me. Oh, dude, this is great, man. I mean, I'm, I'm really excited to talk with you. I know that a lot of the listeners out there are using Slack as a internal communication channel, and they, it's kind of a, it's become a uh, hub of communication and information. And so love to hear about what Guru is doing with regards to Slack. But, you know, before we get into that, tell us about your background and, and how you got involved in Guru, Steve. Yeah, absolutely. So prior to Guru, I was actually running marketing and sales enablement at a company called RJ Metrics. Uh, and we had gone through a very explosive growth period where we basically grew our sales team from about six to 30 and our customer success team at about the same clip. And I discovered Guru there and became one of Guru's first customers because I needed a way to put all of our sales knowledge and playbooks uh, and all of our onboarding materials in the rep's workflow. So it was, was a very happy customer of Guru's for, uh, for quite a while. And then when it, uh, when it came time for a change, uh, it was obvious that I wanted to go work for Guru. So here I am. Nice. That's excellent. I love it when, when you get really into a product and then a, an opportunity opens up at the company and you're like, all right, awesome. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. The, the stars were all aligned on that one for sure. No, that's great. And, you know, so tell us about that because a lot of companies use Slack to keep in touch internally and, and, and make sure that everybody's on the same page. You know, how does Guru integrate with Slack and then what does it accomplish for the people that, that use it? Yeah, absolutely. So Guru is a knowledge management solution that, that sales teams use to surface dynamic playbooks everywhere they work. So, so core to what we're trying to achieve really is making sure that we don't take anyone out of their workflow. And by that, I mean, if they're in Salesforce, let them work in Salesforce, have all of their sales playbook and sales knowledge uh, available in, in Salesforce. If they're in an email automation tool, if they're in Slack, you name it. We've got a web application, a browser extension, and the Slack bot, as you mentioned, so really that, that sales knowledge and those playbooks are available anywhere a rep is working. So the way our, our, our uh, Slack bot works is, uh, again, access to all the sales playbooks, knowledge, marketing assets, and, uh, and materials a rep might need without ever leaving Slack. And they can just query the Guru bot directly. In addition, if they happen to ask a subject matter expert um, a question and the subject matter expert, like a sales engineer or a product manager, comes back with a really good answer, we have an ability of just adding uh, an emoji reaction to that answer, and it's stored as an FAQ in Guru. 
So the next time that question comes up, and you can think of this as you're onboarding reps rapidly, we see this with our customers all the time, repeat question after repeat question after repeat question. Now with all of that sales knowledge and all of those assets available directly in Slack, uh, they can get access to that information very quickly. You know, if, if that subject matter expert in a different time zone or in a different office or on vacation, doesn't matter because again, they have access to all of that information at their fingertips. Right. Okay. And this is this is so interesting to me, and this is why I, I really wanted to talk to you because I feel like you know the concept of a playbook has been around for years, obviously, and and a lot of the folks on the call who either run sales development programs or are sales development reps you know, have put in a lot of time and effort to create their sales playbook and put in all that information. And, you know, it's it's been a huge project. And now the sales development reps are using it. But what I see happening a lot of times is you get all this great information together and then people read it once or twice and kind of either stick it on an actual shelf in their office or it becomes lost in sort of a digital shelf somewhere you know, in the, in the, you know, in the atmosphere or something, I don't know yeah. where it goes, but the bottom line is nobody's really using it. And what I really like about what you guys are doing is tell us about that dynamic playbook more. And as you were just describing, how does that, how does that work? Yeah. So, so there are a couple of different pieces to that. The first is the way we structure knowledge and assets in Guru lends itself very well to what I call situational playbooks and situational knowledge. So if I'm describing a certain feature like Guru's analytics to a sales leader relative to a sales engineer, those are going to be two very different conversations. I'm going to position that feature very differently. I'm going to you know, maybe prioritize that a little bit differently in a discovery call or something like that. Uh, so, so we try to make all of our playbooks situational. Uh, and it's very easy to do so by tagging them and allowing, based on you know an opportunity record in Salesforce, based on a, a given sales scenario, to populate a playbook specific to that sales scenario. Another piece of it that you mentioned is is the dynamic piece. So uh, we we have this this ability within Guru to automatically populate that playbook in any based app. So again, we'll use Salesforce as an example. We can see things like. This is the persona. This is the industry. Th these are the competitors that are involved in the deal. And based off of all of those fields and values, and again, not limited to Salesforce, but this is the, the example I'm using here, uh, we can compile a dynamic playbook, again, specific to that, that sales scenario, and just have it very, uh, like, in a minimally evasive way, just let the app know, hey, this is available. So the way that, that actually works is our, our browser extension starts blinking purple. And you click on that and the dynamic playbook just piles itself automatically right within Salesforce or, again, any web-based app. Okay, gotcha. So, so say, for example, let's use the sales, the sales example. Like you're, you're going in to sell a, a, a SaaS product to the VP of sales at a, at a certain company. Now, in the old days, you would have maybe gone to the shelf, gotten the playbook and go, mm, okay, so I'm going to look through here and figure out what to say to this VP of sales based on all this information. But now it's sitting right in Salesforce. You pull it up and you can just review it before you go in. Yeah, absolutely. And, and another really cool uh, use case that we see a lot is prospecting. So uh, another thing we do is we can actually tie things like you know, persona information and here's a good deck or a way or a good template or a good note to send to somebody based off their LinkedIn skills and endorsements. 
and you know without ever leaving LinkedIn, we can populate that information you know right within that browser extension, allow a rep to grab that really quickly uh, and shoot that off in a LinkedIn note, for instance. And again, we're trying to minimize context switching more than anything and just letting reps find that information, or having find them, really, uh, wherever they're working. Um, I think McKinsey put out a study where they found 33% of, of sales reps are, are spending their weeks you know, searching for information. And if, if we can get a little bit of that 33% back, you know, that's that much more time that a rep could spend selling or prospecting. Yeah, exactly. Because, and, and that's, you know, most of the folks that listen to this podcast, they're doing a lot of prospecting either they're wanting to know uh, on the inbound lead side, how do I qualify this person? Who are they? What would be most appealing to them to, to get them to you know, push through the cycle? And then on the outbound side, you know, we know that we have to customize and, and, and uh, you know, the just generic messaging doesn't really work anymore. So you really have to customize. And what you're saying is they pop out the, the browser extension on LinkedIn and they can actually grab some information that's sitting in Guru about the best way to communicate with the prospect, right? Exactly. And again, we think of it as, as situational. So, you, you know, either programmatically push directly into a rep's workflow uh, and tell them basically in the sales scenario, or, you know, at any point they have that browser extension open or the Slack and search. We have all the, you know, you know, hashtag post, hey, here's a button to send to somebody like that. Here's a way to position this feature or, you know, uh, th- something to a to an individual persona. So, uh, you know, we, we have really built Guru with that in mind and the, the personalization at scale, right? So we, we often talk about relevancy and, and playing into those situations in order to achieve that. Okay. And then say, say someone on the team figures out that this messaging that they were that they you know worked on for a while really was appealing to a prospect and got me a meeting for example could they 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 can then save that information and put it into guru that, so that other people could use it at some point in the future is that is that correct yeah that's exactly right yeah there, there's some workflows built in to allow you know the organic adding of of knowledge and templates and things like that very very easily okay Okay, cool. So, so say you're now from a higher level, like you're an S, uh, sales development manager or a director, and you want to put this in place so that the team can use it. What is the, what's the process of you know, getting it all set up and having it usable for the team so that you can start to be, you know, uh, build the knowledge base? Yeah, certainly. So we have a couple different migration options in place, some of which are you know, somewhat automated. But if you want to connect things like get all your Google Docs in there, there's there's a bit of a migration process. And you can either link directly to those Google Docs or embed them in Guru. Uh, or what I like to do is try to break those up into smaller bits, like small, small, short form content so that a rep can find exactly what they need. You know, you can think of somebody opening up a doc, hitting control F, trying to find exactly what it is they want to find. So breaking that up and putting into Guru. And and yeah, so so there it's a, to answer your question, it's a bit there's an automated piece of it. And then there's the manual, like you need to structure it and make sure, you know, tagging structures and things, things like that make sense to your team. Right. Okay. And, and I'm sure that, you know, most of the managers have, they've already put together a playbook. Like it's probably sitting on a, in a Google docs. Uh, they've got a bunch of Google docs, you know, the, with 
persona information and, and objection handling and, you know, all the different aspects of the job that they have to teach the new SDRs when they come on board. And so how long do you think it would take to take all this information that's kind of out there that nobody's probably really using <laughs> and put it into Guru and then teach the team how to use it? Yeah, uh, good question. So, you know, you mentioned something at the end that's very, very interesting to me, uh, which is, you know, we, we don't even know if people are using these things or not. Uh, one, of, one of the benefits that I saw when I implemented Guru uh, at my last company was I could see all of the information that was being consumed and by whom. I could see who was searching for what as I was onboarding different classes of, of development reps. Uh, I could actually compare the cohorts based on their guru usage and their ability to hit success metrics, which was really interesting. And then I could see, you know, based on these cohorts, are we getting better at our onboarding program or not? And, you know, is Guru having an influence on that or not? So, so that's one huge advantage is just giving insight into like, who's using it, who's consuming what, who's searching for what, and you know, what are they searching for that's not in there? Uh, we have access to all that data. As far as like how long it generally takes to get implemented, we generally see, you know, it, it depends on team size, team structure, content, but two to four weeks generally to get all your content in there structured and then, and then probably another couple of weeks just to, you know, facilitate that adoption. And we find that, you know, certainly when I implemented Guru at that at my last company, there was a bit of a, hey, this is how this works and this is how you should be using it. Like, you know, threshold we needed to cross. But once we did that, uh, it, it lived everywhere that they were working. Uh, so they didn't have to open up Drive. They didn't have to open up some digital asset management silo, go searching for information, and then get there and not even know if it's up to date or the most recent version of the deck or whatever. Uh, Guru has workflows in uh, that allow you to see whether or not information's up to date and allow admins to keep information up to date you know, as markets change, as products change, uh, things like that. Uh, so, so given the trust and the ability to access that everywhere, we really find that the, the adoption is is really high. Optimizely is one of our our customers, and they found that they have a ninety seven percent active engagement in Guru. Uh, and again, the, the biggest reasons they they see that are, is mostly because it, you know, reps don't need to go anywhere to find what they need. It's it's just there. It either comes to them, or they can quickly search without ever you know opening up a new tab or switching tabs or context. The best sales development leaders make it a point to learn and grow each day with the Sales Development Podcast. How would you like to directly reach these decision makers and game changers in the sales development space with your specific message? To sponsor the Sales Development Podcast, go to 10bound.com contact to request a rate card or just click the link in Spreaker or YouTube. Again, that's 10bound.com contact. Reach out today to the top sales development leaders in our industry with your valuable message. Yeah. And it seems like, you know, a, a lot of folks that are out there, it might just be one person. It's just the sales development manager, you know, trying to run this. And they they have to make the transition from the traditional playbook to guru and then get everybody to use it and then monitor the reporting. So I think it sounds like if you're in that case where it's just you, maybe setting up a call with with Guru like once a week for 15 minutes to go through the reports and just get feedback would be a great use of time, right? Yeah, and and one of the things that, that I found, again, when I implemented Guru was it was a great opportunity to collaborate with other teams. And, and I say this because 
you know, product marketing and marketing teams are putting together blog posts and they're putting together decks and they're putting together case studies and things of that nature. The product team is answering a bunch of repeat questions. So really what, what I would advise, especially if you don't have a dedicated sales enablement or sales training function, you know, whether it be with Guru or not, like try to figure out ways to opportunistically get those other departments involved because it'll only make your development rep team stronger, you know, and, and the benefits there are product team doesn't have to keep answering the same questions over and over again. They can keep people up to date with the roadmap and releases. Product marketing can get all of their assets and their case studies and all their testimonials being actually used because it's so readily available. So that, that's generally what, what we find are the most successful implementations. But, uh, but again, what my recommendation would be to try to facilitate those uh, relationships anyways, because it's just going to make your development rep stronger. And, you know, as you and I know, David, uh, development reps are, are a gold mine of information, I find. And a lot of it's often lost, right? Like they have so many conversations with their our representative buyers uh, and there's just treasure troves of information there. So, you know, we get a lot of value out of it because we can actually see the sales knowledge that they're exchanging with with prospects. You know, somebody asks about this competitor, they search for that competitor. We capture that data point. You can see it in Guru. But on a, on a you know, higher level, I, I would really urge, you know, if, if you're a product marketer or uh, just any you know, product team member listening to this podcast or a development rep manager, or development rep, try to get those other folks involved because there's so much great information that can benefit the entire organization that the development reps are getting every single day. Uh, and unfortunately, a lot of that information is often lost. It is. Yeah, it just... You know, they, they might grumble a little bit about it around the water cooler, but that, that doesn't really help anybody. Nope. Um, it, it, you know, getting it captured, getting it into the system, making it part of a dynamic playbook that's something living uh, becomes super valuable. Um, you know, and I, I like to look at sales development as it's kind of the connective tissue to a lot of different parts of the organization on the revenue side, because you're talking to sales, you're talking to marketing, you're talking to product to get the pain points that you're trying to appeal to. And, and it, it's, it's almost like by creating this dynamic, um, you know, learning system, to your point, you're, you're, you've got a positive feedback loop instead of just kind of grumbling around the water cooler about <laughs> how somebody was mean to you or something like that. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> That's great. Cool. So, so let me ask you this: Does Guru have sales development right now, or they obviously have a sales team? And how do you guys use it on a daily basis? Yeah, sure. So we we currently have three development reps and four account executives. Uh, we are hiring for anyone out there listening and interested. Nice. So great. Uh, but uh, but yeah, so so that team's growing. But you know, like many other development reps teams, they spend a lot of their time just doing research and, and prospecting. And, you know, we find that they are leveraging a lot on a daily basis, specifically around, uh, uh, you know, if somebody comes back with a quick objection or a question about how our API works, they're leveraging that information a lot. Uh, they are in Slack interacting with that guru bot quite a bit. We find they live and breathe in Slack. You know, if they're not prospecting, they're in Slack. And generally, they've got like two windows open, one in Slack, uh, one, one prospecting and, and outreacher in LinkedIn. Uh, and, and, you know, uh, having access to relevant things like, uh, you know, we just, we just launched a new um, video case study. And the, the usage of that, that has gone up and we're able to see that they're using it in the appropriate 
you know, outreach uh, sequences or, you know, it, you name it. Like they're, they're finding things like uh, social proof and uh, answering, you know, questions about our product uh, in a fast and fluid manner. And we find that that is the biggest use case. And, you know, when it comes to Slack and asking questions, we've been really pleased to see uh, we really don't get a whole lot of repeat questions. Like, so we, we still get a, you know, they, they might ask a question in in Guru and have a subject matter expert answer. And then that that is pushed to Slack. So, you know, if you're in Slack, you can see if you're another development rep, oh, hey, you know, like Alan just asked this question and and Rick answered, right? Now we can see that that's in there. So if they have that question, uh, they know to look in Guru. And so, so really, yeah. Yeah, yeah, we're capturing all that stuff and we're pushing all those notifications into into Slack as well. So everyone can see that it can be a very collaborative thing. And you know, again, that the sales knowledge and and the relevant marketing assets. Another cool feature that we recently launched was the ability to track the effectiveness of marketing assets. So we can see who's sending what uh, in what, again, in what sales scenario, at what stage, what industry, and then we can correlate that back and um, tie that back to the opportunity record in Salesforce and see you know, what's actually moving deals forward, what's influencing opportunities, what's not, uh, what's working and where. And then we can go back into Guru and, and adjust. And like we mentioned, dynamic playbooks, like if something's not working, let's figure out where it will work or if it's not working at all. And it's just a, it's an iterative and collaborative process that we found with using our own product to really drive the sales development process forward. It's amazing. I mean, it's marketing. It seems like it's becoming more and more of a science and analysis and numbers and using that data. And if, if you don't have an effective tool like this, it's all over the place. You just can't bring it together to really analyze what's working and what's not. It's, it's amazing. Let me ask you this, uh, you know, with regards to Slack, you hear a lot of feedback that it, it, it can become noisy and distracting sometimes. And, yeah, I, you know, I could see that happening, but it also has all this positive aspects. What, what are your thoughts on the, if you hear someone saying that it's, it can be distracting sometimes? Yeah, cert- certainly we hear that uh, quite a bit, both in the communities and also, you know, just uh, internally, you know, that gets brought up quite, quite a bit, uh, as far as what people are hearing about Slack as it relates to sales teams and specifically sales development teams. And, you know, like all things, if it's managed poorly, it's going to not be very productive. It's not going to be very good and it can be very distracting. My counter to that is certainly that if you have a well-oiled Slack machine, you can really turn it into a, a notification hub for your sales teams. And, we have a number of different integrations in place uh, that unlock some incredible workflows. So I can just kind of like run you through our, our, our Slack uh, stack for the sales team uh, and, and kind of introduce some of these integrations. Uh, some of you, I'm sure, are familiar with them. But, you know, we use Clearbit. So anytime a new team or a new user signs up for Guru, that information gets pushed to Slack. Uh, this is great for a development rep that's been working an account for a while and boom, they see, oh, okay, like I've been working this account for three months. Somebody just signed up. Awesome. We also have, you know, we, we have an ability to, you know, through an API integration, be able to see uh, we, we've created a money bot actually that that every day it, it, it um, will post, you know, here we are towards goal. This is how much we're, you know, we're short this much on the quarter or uh, we've, we've passed our goal here. Uh, which is a really good way for 
you know, I, I, again, sales teams often don't get the credit they deserve at a lot of organizations, especially development rep teams. Uh, so see, engineers get access to that money channel and they can see that bot pop in and say, you know, hey, we just hit our, our Q2 goal. And uh, you always see like, you know, the engineers and, and the product team and everyone jumping in and congratulating the sales team, which is a really, you, you know, I think of pre-Slack days at previous companies and, and there was just such a disconnect between sales and the rest of the organization. So being able to see that uh, workflow is really interesting. We also use intercom. So anytime somebody is writing in, a prospect has a question, somebody just signed up for a trial and they're struggling with a piece of our product uh, or they want to add users and they write into intercom, we get all of that in Slack. So what's really interesting about that, again, is we have engineers and customer success and sales all collaborating uh, kind of behind the scenes in Slack to compose the best answer to a, a certain question or help that prospect as much as possible. You know, we, we nice. use DataFox. Yeah, we use DataFox to monitor some competitors as well. Troops to write to Salesforce and pull Salesforce information into Slack. Uh, we use um, product board to collect feedback for the product team directly from the sales development rep teams. And then we have a Trello integration as well. Okay. Wow. That's, that's amazing. I, I, use, um, I use Drift on the website and it also integrates with Slack, which has been interesting because you can kind of keep everything in one place. So it's almost like Slack becomes your kind of productivity hub for the sales team, whereas it seems like the engineering side of the house has been using it like that for a long time, but now you're bringing it over to sales and marketing. Yeah, and the, and the great thing about that is, uh, you know, like I mentioned, our customer success and our engineering teams live in Slack already. So having access to those channels in Slack and having access to all that information allows them to collaborate with the sales team in a really interesting way. Uh, and at the end of the day, you know, uh, I think there's a, a stat out there that says, um, I think it was Zogby Analytics, it said 57% of buyers are influenced uh, in their decision by the seller's speed to respond. And, you know, our ability to get accurate information in Slack and collaborate with, you know, engineers or customer success and get that answer back to the prospect. And then again, capture that knowledge and that answer in Guru for the next time that question comes up really helps uh, facilitate that, that, that speed to response. That's true. Time, time kills deals, right? If you, if you're, if you say like, Oh, I'll get back to you, you know, and then you waiting and waiting and finally they're just like, forget it. <laughs> Yep, exactly. And you don't know how, how long you have their attention or engagement, you know, like maybe they're, uh, they're sitting, you know, at their email and they're about to leave for the day. Uh, and if you don't get back to them in, in five, 10 minutes, they're, they're gone and they might not see that email. So uh, yeah, something that we emphasize a lot internally and try to leverage, like I mentioned, Slack and our own product to kind of drive that as much as possible. It's amazing. It's amazing. I mean, there's, it's, it's definitely the, next wave of how people all work together within a company and, and leverage Slack as, as, as that focal point or the, the hub of all these different things that can plug in, including Guru. So, <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. It's great. Well, cool. So what, what are you guys working on now? What are you getting excited about? And what, is there anything that you can give us that's coming up on the roadmap or th just some kind of problem that you're thinking about solving moving forward with Guru? Yeah. So, so what I would say is uh, really what we're, we're starting to get into is uh, beyond just doing a lot of things on the Slack side to make it 
as robust of a, of a bot as possible, but also as minimally invasive of a bot as possible. So we started leveraging things like threads for those uh, familiar with, with, um, with, with Slack, so that if you're capturing knowledge in Slack and adding, adding it to the appropriate place or appropriate playbook, you can do so in threads so it's not super distracting. And the other thing is is really focusing on the the marketing analytics. So I mentioned uh, this is a feature that kind of manifested itself out of out of you know our own customers' requests. So they all said, "Hey, we've got all of our assets sitting in Guru already. We'd really like to see what's working and what's not." So you know we built that feature, and what we're starting to realize now is there's a lot of correlation between the sales knowledge and the marketing assets. And by that I mean we can actually see all the sales knowledge that's being exchanged and and the marketing assets that are working and when. And on the surface, that might not sound uh, all that crazy, but what we're really working on now is how do we inform marketing and sales teams uh, about what to write about, about what kind of assets they need, what's, you know, what's working, but also what's missing. Uh, how do we identify things like trends and gaps in the sales knowledge? And, you know, like, we launch a new feature. Our reps have, have a lot of questions about it from their prospects because the marketing content and the marketing site isn't all that clear. They're searching for that information in Guru. They can capture that data, walk to a marketing team and say, hey, we need this. You, you can see that we're struggling to find information on this. Then the marketing team can develop a one, one sheet or an asset around that, deploy it, get it in the hands of their sales team, and then see how it's working. So really trying to figure out ways to better better facilitate that asset lifecycle uh, and, and allowing SDR teams to bring data to the table to the marketing team and saying, hey, this is what we need and I have data to prove it. And then figuring out workflows that allow marketers to get that information as quickly as possible and respond. Because again, uh, like I mentioned, markets are changing, products are changing, and buyers are changing. So the playbooks that. and the assets that we're building need to, need to respond. That's amazing because... You know, just, just, I mean, it still happens today. There's, there's a big silo between sales and marketing. And a lot of times salespeople get the wonderful, you know, uh, one sheets and different assets that marketing produces. And, and they just go, this doesn't really resonate or even, you know, make sense based on the conversations that I have with prospects and customers every day there's such a separation. So that's really interesting that you guys are trying to bridge that gap between marketing and sales and make it more of an iterative learning process that's more collaborative. Yep. And at the end of the day, marketing teams love data. So instead of it being a, a quantitative conversation where sales and marketing teams struggle to get on the same page, we're trying to make it as quantitative as possible. And again, there's, there's always a human element that needs to be taken into account. But uh, even if we're just driving that conversation in the right direction, you know, we feel like uh, that's super, super helpful. I love it. I love it. And and so this has been really interesting, Steve. I, I was more familiar with the Slack integration because that's what I actually use. But uh, if someone wants to learn about how your you guys integrate with Salesforce and how the Chrome plugin works and then obviously the Slack integration, what's the best place to get started? Just go to the website or? Yeah, yeah. I'd say... Um, Head on over to the, the website or our resource center. So it's getguru.com. Uh, we've got a number of different uh, resources. And uh, I would suggest going to our, our sales solution page and checking that out. And, and yeah, if anyone has any questions, uh, feel free to contact me directly as well. 
Yeah, well, I'll put your contact information in the show notes. Steve, this has been super interesting. Thank you so much for making the time and good luck with uh, your, your continued success at Guru. Thank you so much, David. This has been awesome.